Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I wanted to begin today's podcast by honouring the essential mission of the Black Lives Matter movement. This is a time more than ever to access the light within and unite in love and compassion in the pursuit of justice and peace. I will never be able to truly understand, but I will wholeheartedly stand and use my voice to address the challenging topic of structural racism. This is fundamental. We need to talk to our loved ones, to family members and friends about what is happening in the world today. We have the power to create a collective impact. I know that this platform isn't by any means large, but it is a place to use my voice in a positive and uplifting way. And I do not want to be silent about what is going on. This quote from Desmond Tutu says it all. If we remain neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. These are difficult times, but it is truly fundamental that we remain present and do whatever we can to help. By educating ourselves on the presence and impact of structural racism and using our privilege and voices, we can take positive steps towards contributing to the mission of dismantling racist systems and the presence of white supremacy. I certainly have a long way to go with my own education and understanding, but I have found that a range of platforms, readings and visual representations have enhanced my clarity on the situation. I have linked a wide range of resources in the episode description, and I have also linked various donation pages and petitions that we can sign. I'm sending you all the strength and light today to use your voice in the path towards justice, compassion and union. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. It was really lovely to speak to my childhood friend Lucy in this week's episode. Our conversation centred on Lucy's healing journey with anxiety, and how she used this experience to ultimately strengthen and grow within herself. We highlight the fact that mental health is deeply individualised, which results in a wide range of possible methods of healing and maintaining a positive relationship with our own mentality. 
we also address the deep importance of having a strong network of supportive friends and family during challenging times. I love how passionate Lucy is about using her experience with anxiety disorder to raise awareness and support others. I really hope that you enjoy the positivity of this episode. I'm good, yeah. yeah. This is my first podcast recorded actually with you here. It's so strange because I've been doing all of these on Zoom. It feels like an interview. Quite intense, isn't it? Like looking Very. at you, actually looking at you because when it's on Zoom, you can just kind of like look at your notes. Yeah. But here I'm like, got eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so good. No, but as soon I remember speaking to you when I was kind of thinking about doing this and saying I wanted you to come on because we've always been so close and we've known each other for years. Yeah, literally years. years. and years. And we've grown, we've grown up with each other. We went to primary school Nearly together. two decades. Ne- it's quite terrifying. I'm old. 20 years. Is it 20? No, it must be like 18. Yeah, something like that. 18. Mad. We went to primary school together. So yeah. now I was big up. We went to secondary school together. Yeah. And we've remained, I mean, you went to Bath University, I went to Edinburgh University, but we've remained super close. And it's also the kind of friendship where it's like, we know that we're there for each other 24 seven, like, but it's not necessarily where we like message every day. And that's what's quite nice. And I've never been someone who particularly feels the need to constantly be messaging someone either. Like it makes it so much nicer, I think, when you see friends who you've known your whole life, you haven't seen for ages because you just have such a nice catch up. No, it's really weird as well. I found that in like lockdown currently with trying to catch up with friends. I would so much rather meet up with someone because like, it's so much easier if someone's like, oh yeah, I'm fine or like they don't want to go into it because it's mm. on text. I think that's what's made this whole period so challenging for so many people is that human connection and actually touch because touch is such, yeah, touch is such yeah. a thing. And as much as FaceTime, you are kind of animated and you're speaking to someone and you can visually see them, there's something about presence and even, but even socially, like I'm, I'm two meters away from you now, like socially distancing, even not being able to hug someone. And I'd say a good 80% of my personality is hugging people <laughs> and telling them I love them. Um, yeah, it's definitely challenging and I'm hoping it's slowly going back to normal. Yeah, interestingly, like, so I study psychology and one of the modules is on grief and bereavement. In this five-stage theory of grief, there are basically five sort of emotions you go through and feel. And there's been like some recent kind of great research, but people reporting these same kind of feelings of how they feel like they felt denial, but now they felt angry at the situation. And then they felt kind of really a lot of sadness. And then they're moving towards the final stage, acceptance, which is so interesting because it's like, so we have to progress through these stages to finally realise acceptance of the situation and that's kind of when regardless of and this isn't just people with anxiety this is just everyone Mm. and that's why I'm so excited to speak to you about your journey with anxiety because I think this is a time where anxiety is very present in a lot of people's lives true and I mean I've definitely had experience with anxiety and I think everyone has to an extent but it's for sure a super relative concept and obviously for some people it's completely defining in in your daily life some people will experience panic attacks super occasionally some people will have them weekly 
Um, so it's definitely a, it's a really hard concept to get your mind about because everyone can feel anxious, but obviously not everyone has anxiety. And I also think sort of part of the stigma around anxiety is because so many people report different feelings and experiences. So for instance, in my personal experience with anxiety, it's been very physical. Mm. So when I feel anxious, I will often have kind of stomach issues and I feel dizzy and nauseous. Um, Whereas for others, they will just, their head will feel really full and it will more kind of be an experience of feeling these thoughts and feeling like the room's closing in on them or Mm. you know and for some it's not just a panic disorder it's kind of anxiety which is pervasive in everyday life activities so even just kind of the thought of getting out of bed is Mm. terrifying it's terrifying and it fills you with fear which is mad and it is crazy I've been there I think um, and I know I'm not the only one definitely not. so it's just it is interesting and I think that's kind of firstly people need to accept that okay maybe you have anxiety but it will manifest in different ways yeah and it's interesting actually just quickly going back before we go more into this because i think it's fascinating is that i've always really thought oh the coronavirus this is such an interesting obviously i'm really a really difficult time but yeah. really interesting to look at from a biological perspective so i remember i called my friend jasmine if you're listening love you um, <laughs> And we, I was saying to our oh, Jasmine, like, you're a biologist, this is so interesting, like, from a biological perspective. But actually, you're so right, it's also, like, comparing it to those five stages of grief. It's so interesting from a psychological perspective. Yeah, it's this kind of thing where it's actually, like, I've been talking about this quite a lot with my family, about how it's going to affect so many different disciplines. Like, 100%. it's going to affect, like, geography, you think of kind of, like influenza and how that you know spreads with globalization and then you know biology and all this like it's just is yeah it's it's fascinating to look at in that way and I do think yeah on on the topic of anxiety I think it is causing a lot of worry not in terms of just how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis but how your future might pan out I have a few friends on my yoga course who are kind of planning on starting new businesses and then obviously this happened and what could have been your like lifetime dream mm. seems to be taken away from you. It's quite hard to come to terms with that. Yeah. Um, which is definitely uh, a place to be causing feelings of anxiety and yeah. and stress and worry about the future and and fundamentally anxiety. And I feel like anxiety can manifest as as fear of the future. Um, yes, a lot of the a kind of the thing that is fuels anxiety. Like I've been taught this quite a lot in therapy is that this kind of certainty if you know that something's certain then you're less likely to feel anxious the only thing that is certain is that life is uncertain literally and I was yeah like that's the thing of all these things like the only constant thing is that life is constantly changing and the only certain thing is that life is uncertain I remember you so you released this blog post about nine months ago now weird that that's so long ago I've I've reread it since and it's super profound and really healing and really brave as well and as someone who has suffered with anxiety it's extremely hard to be really open especially about something that is very close to your heart when I posted it I did feel almost kind of like paradoxical in terms of I felt anxious posting it (laughs) because it's like I feel I felt very vulnerable like a lot of like most people probably didn't understand the severity of my anxiety. I think quite a few people at school knew because I would like sit on the end of a row or, you yeah. know. But actually they didn't understand that it's not just that. When I, I mean, I adhere to it in the post about how some days I just didn't want to leave my room. 
Like, it's mm. really difficult for, for like, because that's so irrational, the thought of just kind of not wanting to literally leave your room, literally due to just fear. And it's just completely, like, I didn't even want to go downstairs to eat. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. But actually, you forget how kind of strong the human body is and the human mind. Mm. You don't realise kind of the extent and strength of your own mind until you push it to its literal boundary. Like I was completely pushed and I was quite, you know, scared as any person would be. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because I was my world had literally shrunk so much purely just down to my bedroom. That was the only place I felt safe. Literally like stepping outside that door, I was literally like, no, I can't do it. The, what's bad is your mind is sometimes I kind of like not to like big myself up but like I would say I'm in, intelligent to a certain level and that kind of you're very intelligent <laughs> thank you big yourself up babe you got it we got to do it I'll do it for you <laughs> thanks darling um it literally fuels your anxiety in terms of you're like okay well if I can't leave my room now I will never leave my room the hard way is to not go that way and this is what I've been doing a lot in my narrative therapy so it's kind of it's taking control of your own narrative so you kind of pinpoint what you value so for instance say I was anxious about meeting you for a coffee right Mm -hmm. but I was really terrified and really my anxious voice was saying you'll have a panic attack when you get there you won't want to sit in the coffee shop you'll want to leave you won't relax you know what's the point in doing it if you fail in terms of fail was a panic attack Mm. then you know what was the point when actually what my own brain should be telling me and the rational thought is actually you know I value my friendship with Tours I want to go see her I want to catch up with her I want to make sure she's okay and kind of not have such a like an egocentric kind of state of mind so that's kind of what I've been working on most recently it's kind of been the most helpful I think we live in such a dualistic world where it's like these are my strengths these are my weaknesses these are the positives, mm-hmm. these are the negatives. But actually it's learning to bring those both together and use, use your weaknesses as strengths. So I'd for years say, oh, I'm, I've got a weak body or I've, I, I'm very susceptible to injury. That's a weakness. But actually it's allowed me to really learn about my body. Yes. Understand my physical and energetic anatomy and be empathetic to people who suffer injury. Yeah. So it's so, it's learning how to turn... But also not separate yourself from the weaknesses. Like, we're human. We all have weaknesses. We all have things that we struggle with. And it's it's kind of building on those core values because those yeah. are what are constant and stable. It's like a personality trait. So, like, yeah. if you're loving, that's going to be stable across the lifetimes. So it's just making sure that they're actually the pervasive things rather than your anxious thoughts. I love that. That's brilliant. Um, so you were diagnosed with anxiety disorder when you were 11. Very young. So, yeah, very young to have have a diagnosis I think how do you find having this diagnosis young then how did that affect your family life your friendships like school and stuff because I mean we we've always been really close yeah but I mean yeah like I feel like at school like it definitely impacted you at secondary school didn't it yeah so uh, so at my primary school I was very outgoing kind of quite extroverted I would say I was very much kind of involved in most extracurricular activities you're one of the main parts in the play that's so embarrassing (laughs) captain so embarrassing (laughs) very extroverted at primary school and then kind of transitioned to a secondary school that was quite high achieving me and my friend Katie spoke about this in another episode we spoke about the schools we went to and whilst we were super privileged and 
lucky to go to schools like that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, at the same time. It's, yeah, it's very yes. intense. It's an intense environment. And and you felt that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did feel the effects of that. I mean, particularly in terms of the academics. So year seven was not a fun time for little 11-year-old Lucy, no, who was kind of struggling to come to terms so. with anxiety disorder and also trying to make all these new friends like there was like a hundred of us in the year I'd never seen a hundred people before in my life probably and at all girls schools there's different ways of maybe going around certain areas yeah. of life that can that can reduce that feeling of there's always somewhere to get there's always somewhere to be some way to be better and sometimes we just need to take a step back and realize that what we're doing is our best and that's all that that's all you need to do is your best yeah and if you're not doing your best, then yeah, maybe there's something to address. But if you're doing your best, it's not helpful to always being told that you should be doing better when you're doing your best. And yeah. that's obviously going to cause I feelings. I completely agree. Yeah, and that's going to cause feelings of anxiety and stress. And if that's yeah. happening at a really young age, that is going to take hold and then manifest later. And yeah, like coming to terms with a diagnosis at that age is a lot as well. There is a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot. And I guess... I've had this with certain areas of my life in terms of pain and injury. It's so easy to get identified with what you struggle with. Yeah. So kind for of me, bound up in that identity. Yeah. So for me, I definitely identified as someone who was injured and someone who was in pain. And I'm still working with this now. Like I still have pain in my body, but it's how I address it and how I perceive it now is so different. And that's shifted in its physical response does this do you resonate with this does it does do you find yourself feeling that your identity was super aligned with being someone who had anxiety yeah definitely in the past I would say between kind of ages 11 and 16 I was very much seeing myself as an anxious person and therefore completely restricted myself from doing and it's kind of with anxiety you do just feel that your world is smaller I like my whole kind of wish for life and me going forward is to ensure that I don't miss out on things because of my anxiety. Like, I just really want to make sure that I'm always challenging myself, just making sure that I don't restrict myself from experiencing things. Yeah, it's it's that feeling of restriction, I think, is so is really difficult because it will result in kind of... For people who haven't maybe suffered with anxiety, it's probably quite hard for them to understand why you don't want to go to things. People uh-huh. think you don't want to go to things or that you're kind of copping out. But that's completely not the case. It's of definitely course, not. Of, of course you want to go. Of course you want to have a great time with your friends. Of course you want yeah, to do that kind of thing. But you genuinely feel that you physically can't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And it's a difficult thing because obviously your friends are, are wanting to spend time with you. So they're like, why aren't you coming out? Like, come with us. Like, don't, don't be a ninny. Like, come with us. Like, we're going to have yeah. a great time. And even though that's from a place of love and wanting to spend time with you, it further amplifies that feeling of I'm not enough. I can't do it. And then you get angry sometimes or you get sad and those emotions come out in different ways. And obviously it's learning to control them and just stand your ground and be like, oh, you guys have a great time. I'm not feeling great. So I don't think I'm going to go, but have a great time. Like excited to talk to you about it tomorrow. Yeah. You're fighting it yourself already. And then other people kind of put this accidental pressure yeah. on you further yeah, and yeah. that and that furthers you're kind of upset with yourself and it's that yeah it's feeling disappointed yourself is yeah it's heightened that feeling of disappointment is definitely something that you experience with anxiety in terms of like you just feel yeah. like it's kind of reduces your self-esteem it like because you just think oh am i like i'm just not the same as them like you feel different yeah. like and that just makes you you know I think it's realising though, and obviously it's a journey and it's challenging and you've had experience of this, but it's it's learning that although although I no longer meet a diagnosis for anxiety disorder, yeah. that does not mean I will not feel anxious in the future. Yeah. And it's accepting, and like you said earlier, with the fifth form of grief yeah. is acceptance and it's knowing that it's having all those tools and experiences in your life that can now aid you in dealing with things when they do come up. You just learn to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's made you the person you are today. And Yeah, for sure. As much as with, with all these difficult journeys, as much as they feel awful at the time and throughout, and sometimes, yeah, you do look back at it with real sadness. But at the same time, if someone, could, if someone came up to you and said, well, if you could take all that history away, would you? No, I wouldn't. Because I've, it makes you who yeah. you are now. And I just, and I just feel so much stronger. And also, like, so I read recently Matt Haig's book, Reads and Stay Alive. Everyone should read it. Literally, if you're listening, buy it now. Yeah, it is I, so good. I've been meaning to read that for it sale. It is so I good. I follow Matt on Instagram and he's, he's a very, he's got a very, a very good voice. He says a lot, a lot of things that I align with. So one of the things he said about how, so that he had a whole list of kind of things about what it feels like to feel depressed. Mm. And then he had a list of um, how to help someone with depression. And in that list, he was just like, treat it as if they've got the flu. Because in the same way that you feel ill with the flu, they're feeling ill with that. So don't take it personal. If someone's frustrated when they've got a cold or something, it's not because, like, it's not something you've done, you know? No, it never is, never is. And in terms of recovery and healing, 
what did you find were the solutions for you? I mean, it's it's such a big journey. It's quite hard to yeah, pinpoint yeah. Certain, like particular solutions. I think people just need to be open-minded. I know that um, for one of my friends, reflexology, which is something to do with the feet, I really have no idea what it is. Oh my but apparently goodness. that really helped them. Um, not for me, but great. Good for you. If it works for you, excellent. Yeah. For me personally... I've been on medication since I was literally 11. And then when I went to uni, that was where my anxiety was so bad. So I went to the doctors and was like, okay, these beta blockers don't work for me anymore. We need something stronger. So they put me on 40 milligrams. And then they also put me on sertraline, which is kind of one of those ones that you take every day. Um, And so I went on that for nine months. It was incredible. I literally felt really? amazing. Going on it was the hardest two weeks of my life. I can I remember say I do remember I do remember that. I remember you telling me you were you were adapting to your new medication. It was if you're going through that, stick through it. I promise you, when you get through the other side, it is so worth it. I literally feel like I can literally feel like That's a shift. Cra- that is crazy. Like, I just like honestly it is insane. So mm. Um, being on that really helped and I was like I got on that for a bit and I was like oh amazing and now I'm fine so I came off it bad mistake yeah um, and then we kind of went back to where we were before not necessarily as bad but I could feel myself heading there okay so then went back on it and here we are today so medication has been really useful for me yeah um, this is interesting for me because and this isn't me disagreeing in any way I think this is this is actually great because I love having these conversations, not only because I just align with people so much, but I also love having conversations where I learn. Yeah. Because for a lot of my, when I was ill, I was very, I never even considered medication. And yeah. for me personally, I'm glad I didn't, because I think for me, it wouldn't have aided me. But um, I think it's really cool that I can learn from you what how medication has been super good for you. It is great for a lot of people. Yeah. It's like we were just we were just chatting before we started recording actually and it's like we were saying mental health is so individual. So unique to the person. You know, the whole thing's very subjective. So you can't say there's one therapy that fits all. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely not the not. case. Like it's just not and you just kind of have to be open to trying new things, just seeing what works for you and just Yeah, I love that. I think that's just so important. Yeah, and I think that's that is literally my complete underlying theme for everything I, I want to speak to people about on this podcast. Everyone goes through challenging times in different ways, in different circumstances, and they have different journeys and different methods of healing. And I think that's just so fascinating. And everyone's different, but people take a lot, learn a lot from other people. And But there will always just be aspects of your own journey, which are obviously different because you're different yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why... I love speaking to loads of different people about it is because even though some elements you may not align with, there's definitely going to be things you might take um, that would definitely help, which is really cool. I just think the way we grow and evolve is learning from others. We observe our parents, we observe our friends. We I sound like such a psychologist right now. I love it. Um, it's so interesting. It makes me want... To, I mean, I, I, I do kind of want to do a master's in... Um, Sports psychology. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I'd love to do sports yeah. psychology, but I just don't do sports. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really keen. I, I'm. I'm. Psychology is so cool. It's so cool. I'm very jealous of you having done a degree in it. So, in terms of your healing journey, do you have any tips or kind of strategies that would aid someone listening who maybe struggles with their anxiety? 
So basically, any person can um, do this. I literally, this is the main thing that I do on a day-to-day basis that sustains my recovery. It's kind of challenging myself. So whether this is a really small thing in my day, such as literally just going out for a walk on my own or something really big, like literally going on holiday with a friend, um, you know, all these, all of this will eventually add up to, you know, a journey where you'll look back on yourself six months prior and be like, oh wow, like I've actually done quite a lot and I've come so far. So just taking baby steps will eventually lead to a giant leap. Yeah, and I think that is so great. And it's just about, it's relative though, isn't it? Like Super relative. What may be challenging for someone might not be challenging for someone else, but it's just learning that, again, kind of linking back to that thing, we're all unique. But I think that's lovely is, yeah, doing something each day that you're going to be proud of that will kind of contribute to your well-being. And it just, it builds up your self-esteem, builds up your confidence, and then, you know, you'll be able to go on and do bigger and better things. And then you can grow each time. It's great. I love that. My next thing is breathing and kind of remembering to live in the present. I mean, a lot of people would describe this as meditation, but I find the word meditation a bit intimidating for myself. Yeah, I I know that you meditate a lot, but that's, you know... No, but I understand that, and I think it is quite an intimidating word and I think that's great that you kind of acknowledge that yeah and then just adapted it I think that's awesome but also just being present for me doesn't necessarily mean kind of breathing like sometimes I just like feeling like the contact of for instance right now I'm sat on a chair and just feeling the contact of my knees on the edge of the chair that for me is really grounding and kind of like it brings me back to my center yeah I mean there's, there's something about this and this is actually what's interesting that you say with how you do find maybe meditation isn't kind of the route that you'd want to go down. I mean, you could say that that is a form of meditation. Um, yeah. It's just, is just grounding yourself. But I think what we often kind of associate with meditation is sense withdrawal. So we close our eyes, we kind of, yeah, try and take ourselves away from the world, away from our senses. But actually, things like that, like grounding to our sense of touch, our smell, our sight, is actually really powerful sometimes. Yeah. Next thing, number three is um kind of having me time so to speak so i find that i feel like i have kind of a social energy and kind of like a battery life and then i will sometimes maybe you've noticed this if you've ever been around me but like in a social occasion sometimes i would just go quiet that's literally just me just literally getting some energy back to yeah. kind of be social again because when you're with people i feel like i'm taking on board people's energy um, I'm giving out a lot of energy mm. um, and that just kind of, it drains me quite a lot. So just making sure you have me time, able to rejuvenate, recuperate, ready for the next day. And I think that's really, is really good because it's super cool to be really, yeah, really present with friends and yeah, extroverted or like really sociable. Yeah. But it's, it is super important as well to balance that with your own, with being okay, being in your own space. Yeah. Um, and obviously being too much of one maybe isn't great. Yeah, um, for sure. It's learning to be in both states and kind of find, yeah, find peace and find... Equilibrium. Yeah, find what works Water for word. you. Oh, that was good. Water word. Find what works for you in each of those kind of conditions. Yeah, and then my final tip is ensuring that my anxious thoughts are not masking my thoughts. So say I'm feeling... I'm trying to think of an example, so... For instance, I'm going into an exam. That's quite a stressful situation already. But often when I go into an exam, I'm actually not really worried about the exam itself. I'm worried about the situation and the context of the exam. Yeah. All these thoughts will kind of be spiralling. 
and it's just kind of ensuring actually it's just finding the positive and rational thoughts amongst the irrational anxious thoughts and trying and to just, kind of bring them out yeah and in front yeah I love and that. bringing them to the forefront so that's literally yeah that's amazing that's me just before we kind of start concluding and I could literally speak to you about this for hours um throughout all of this I think something that's important to touch on is the power of friendship and support and yeah. human connection yeah how how much do you think that's impacted you is having that kind of friendship and support network well I find that when you're in kind of moments of real instability internally mm. making sure that you have a stable environment and reliable and dependable people around you is so important for myself I really need to be able to know that I can rely on a friend. I found that quite difficult at uni, like building kind of fruitful friendships where I can fully rely on... I mean, I now can quite conclusively say, like, I feel like I found those people. But in the beginning, when I was probably struggling my most, it was kind of difficult when like so for instance you are up in Edinburgh and I'm in Bath that's quite far away (laughs) so it's quite you know it's just kind of that was a very strengthening experience being able to know that I can deal with that on my own but having those supportive people is just so important to me like if you're giving off kind of supportive kind of energy I'm going to take that on board and it's going to be like converted into positive kind of vibes like no it is though like genuinely when you give off positive energy to others you're more receptive and it's going to be recirculated throughout the earth everyone needs to be kind you know and people even the smallest gestures it is positive energy positivity and just having those positive relationships where people also have perspective I know you're going to touch on it a little bit on this podcast but there's a lot of bigger things going on in the world Mm. it's just making sure that people aren't too kind of focused on material things yeah. I find that really not very helpful for me so I think it's I really think it's awesome as well that you've I think something that we've both grown in is that we speak about our challenging experiences but we always speak about it in alignment with how we've benefited from it yeah so I'll be like I had a super intense chronic injury for six years but it strengthened me it gave me perspective it's helped me realize what I want to do in my life yeah it's so beneficial and like you were saying earlier I just clock this straight away is that you were saying I had a really challenging time at uni but it strengthened me it gave me perspective it made me appreciate my true friendships yeah and I think that's just such clear evidence of your growth is that even though we're talking about these challenging things and obviously it is challenging and that's why I kind of do make this quite clear when I release these episodes because it is they are topics that maybe highlight things in people and I'm not trying to upset anyone (laughs) at all obviously I'm trying to kind of demonstrate that everyone has these struggles and it's learning to see our struggles not as things that aren't present yeah but as things that actually ultimately strengthen us yeah 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 so we could talk about this for ages but I should probably try to start wrapping things up We've been going a while. Um, We have. So, I have these three concluding questions. The first one is, do you have one thing you do daily to make yourself feel your absolute best? It's the challenging myself. It's just so, like, it's just so important to ensure that I'm pushing my boundaries, stepping outside of my comfort zone, growing, evolving, building confidence, and making sure that I take that with me in my day-to-day experiences. Yeah, I think that's amazing. 
So, second question, is there a goal you have or a way you want to grow in the next year? Now, I've kind of been saying this throughout. It's a time where we all need to be reflecting on our lives and and on what's happening in the world. But on a personal level, is there a way you want to grow or evolve in the next year? I kind of have a couple of things. Yeah. I'll start with the more simplistic one, which is just kind of trying to feel free and less kind of imprisoned from anxiety. Like, I literally just want to be able to do what I want when I want and not feel and just live your life and literally just live my life like I don't want to feel burdened yes literally it yeah so that's number one and And it's it's hard that isn't it because it's it's a sentence but it's just so there's so much I don't know why I said it was simplistic it's really not simplistic at all it's actually quite complex but it's a goal it's it's funny because it's it's simple because you can say it in a simple way but it just it's underpinned with a lot of Uh, Yeah, yeah, a lot of complexity. So, yeah, Yeah. I get you, I get you. And then the second one, basically using my story to help others. When I started my blog post, I had full intentions of kind of using it. But then kind of went back to uni and didn't really find time Mm -hmm. or feel kind of even in the mood or inspired, to be honest. Yeah. But I would really love to somehow help others. Definitely. Don't know how yet, don't know when, don't know where, really. Well, but what are you doing right now? Like, how, like, even just speaking to you about this now makes me so much more understanding, and that's a way of helping as well. Yeah, like, I just want people to just, you know, there's so much work that still needs to be done, and it's just kind of mm. whatever way I can, I would yeah, I like to jump on board. That's really lovely, I love that. Right, final question. This is crazy. <laughs> so... Is there... I love this question. This is my favourite. I always learn so much from And people. all the other podcasts have been so... Quits I've never heard of before. Nothing quite like cliche. Yeah. So, um, a mantra or quote that you align to in life for positivity and light. So, this is pretty pretty standard, but pretty important to I me. I like that, though. So, it's everything happens for a reason. That is a classic, but it's a timeless classic. It just is so true. Yeah, I agree. I really do. I I think that's a really useful quote for your life. And like what we were saying in terms of how we've both kind of gone through hardships but found the positives in it. This mm. is what this is saying, like everything happens for a reason. So what has happened has happened because I now feel stronger. I now feel more confident, you know? Yeah. I've learned so much through this experience that I would not have learned otherwise. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Oh my goodness, we've come to the end. I loved it. I love talking to you so much about this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of enjoying that I use these tools, learn from it and kind of go from there. You're so passionate about it. I think it's amazing. And definitely, yeah, you can definitely use this in your life to help others for sure, I believe. Super strongly in that. So, Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, lots of lovely. speaking to Lucy about how her approach towards anxiety has allowed for deep self-growth. Sending love to you wherever you are. Have a beautiful day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.